Welcome into the Straight Up Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. On today's episode, we are going to look back at Week 8 just a little bit, but really look forward to Week 9 and playoff scenarios. There, There's a lot of them out there. I can't wait to kind of break it all down. Should be a lot of fun this week. A lot of interesting matchups that could really affect how district seeding kind of goes on going forward, so we'll break into that. And the games of the week this week in Missouri 8-Man Football, so enjoy this episode of Straight Up Sports. Okay, let's get started here. Starting off with week number eight. A couple things that stuck out to me. Games that I was at, first of all, is at King City hosting Albany. Um, First of all, thank you to Coach Breckenridge for the beautiful King City hat. Really appreciate it. Um, Adds to the collection, which is going to grow again this coming Friday. Uh, But King City just, from what I can tell, there's a lot of mistakes. They're early on a young team. Couple of mental errors, and you can make a mental error versus a team that's as, as well coached as Albany. They're going to take advantage of it. Um, I think it was a good learning moment for King City. Just something right now they're not quite there yet. Um, so a big win for Albany. Happy for that team to finally win a game that was supposed to be close, kind of going forward, and they kind of put their stamp on that game and got a big win there. So good for Albany um, after losing close to Worth County, losing close to Stanbury, losing close to North Andrew, losing. A close game to Mountain City as well. They're a team that I think is very talented going forward. Um, it could really make some noise in the playoffs, depending on who they get in the first couple rounds. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Albany kind of does going forward. Uh, King City, another tough game for them this week with Southwest Livingston. But they're a team that gives you some issues. They're they're pretty big up front. That's one thing I noticed when I was at the game. They're, they got some they got some size up front. Um McClellan kid, I think is his name. Uh, pretty good-sized kid. The Moss kid's good size. Uh, Muff running behind them is a big threat there. Landon Wells, Stone Taylor on the outside. They're a very good football team. Um, and I think they're, just, they're, they're very talented. So, uh, very good win there for Albany in that one. Uh, then I was there for about a half a quarter, and then I went up because the EA Stanbury game was going pretty quickly. So, I went up there and watched the – Last, like, I think six minutes of the first half there, and then into the second half, watch the whole second half, and just my biggest takeaway is there is Stanbury's very good defensively. East Ashton is excellent on the defensive end. I think EA, arguably one of the better defenses in the state with regards also to North Shelby and to Drexel and North Andrew and even South Holt and Holt Holt, some of those other teams. I just think EA is up there defensively as maybe the best defense in the state. The only problem with East Adjison is their offense right now just is not explosive enough to maybe beat the teams like a Stanbury, like a North Andrew in the playoffs. So that's one thing. I think EA has a championship caliber defense. I just think their offense right now is about for a 500 team. So it's going to be tough for them to win multiple playoff games that way, but maybe they can to get a good draw kind of going forward. So we'll see with them. For Stanbury, they made enough plays to get the win there. Um, I wasn't too impressed from what I saw in the second half. I thought EA kind of played, outplayed a little bit there in the second half from what I saw personally. Um, but Stanbury got a little lead there, and they got their two-point conversion. East Ashton didn't. That was the difference in that game. Stanbury was one for three for two-point tries, and EA was 0 for three. That was the big thing there. And they Stanbury got a big two-point conversion stop, and they got the win. They made the plays in the down the stretch. Uh, so good for Stanbury. Right now they're in the driver's seat for district number four for that one seed. Um, so we'll see how it kind of goes going forward there for Stanbury. Big win for them. They got another big game this week with Worth County. 
Um, other games, uh, North Andrewworth County. Woco went up early. North Andrew kind of came back on them like they have been the past couple of weeks, but they did with Albany as well. Uh, North Andrew, they're, just, they're tough to put away. That's just that's the thing. They're going to grind on you for four quarters. They're maybe not the most explosive team, but they're going to hit you straight in the mouth over and over and see if you can take it. Worth County couldn't this time. Um, so a good win there for North Andrew. They clinched the outright GRC title. Congrats to the Cardinals for that. Um, coming into the year, I thought they were maybe the third or fourth best team in the conference. I thought Woco, Stanberry, and maybe Pattonsburg were better. I thought Albany may have been better. So I, th- I would say they may finish fifth in the conference this year. They come out there and they go undefeated in conference play. So congrats to the Cardinals for a big win there. Uh, Worth County still got some work to do. Gladstone, he'll get better as he gets more reps this year. Only his first game back from injury. So I think he'll figure things some things out. They'll get Alarcon running next game. And then versus Stanbury is going to be a heck of a football game there this Friday. Um, other games here, Southwest Livingston, they took care of uh, Northwest Nottaway. Not a whole lot to say about that one. Livingston did what they were supposed to do. Same with Drexel against Jasper. Uh, North Shelby Oric. this is a game where Oric, I think, is every bit as talented as North Shelby, but North Shelby just a better team right now um, for some reasons that I will not get into here on the podcast. But North Shelby, big win there, 78-22. to Just a clinic there by Coach Bass. There for the Raiders. So congrats to North Shelby as they clinch a share. Okay, I guess they haven't quite clinched. They got to be Bramer this week, but North Shelby is going to be co CRC champs with St. Paul Lutheran. They didn't play each other this year. They're both going to go undefeated in conference play. Lutheran's done in conference play, and North Shelby's in their last one. So they're going to win that one probably against Bramer. So congrats to North Shelby there with a big win over Oric. Archie did what they needed to do versus KCE's Christian. KCE's, they scored 26 points, but it was just a couple of broken plays, something that's just kind of a freak thing. So, big win there for Archie. Uh, Mound City was struggling with DeKalb a little bit. I know Mound City was down. A lot of guys, they had some quarantine issues, so a lot of injuries still there at Mound City. Uh, they got Osborne back, and they lost Osborne again during the game. They were up 16-6 to at one point. They ended up winning 40-12. to Just a, a sluggish game there for Mound City. They got some things to figure out. They got Rockport this week. And then maybe again the week after. So they got to win this Friday. They need to win this Friday. They cannot afford to fall to the four five line. They got to save that three line and play Rockport in the first round. That's if they fall that four five, have to play a Worth County or an Albany in the first round. I don't know if they make it out of the first round of districts. Would be, which would be a heck of a turn for a team that some of us thought would be three peat champions this year. But injuries, quarantines, and just stuff like that has really hit Mount City hard this year. Uh, Pattonsburg at St. Paul Lutheran. Points, points, points. Pattonsburg game. Shocker. 94 to 50 win for Pattonsburg. The second time we've had 94 to 50 this year, actually, uh, with Pleasant Hope losing to Northwest Hughesville earlier year by that same score. Um, Pattonsburg scored a lot of points. I don't know what to tell you guys. Lutheran, there's there's a cap on that offense for how many points they can score. Uh, 50 is probably it. So they can't give up 94 points. And they just couldn't stop Cameron Jones. They couldn't stop Reed running the ball there at quarterback. So a big win there for Pattonsburg. They needed that. They were actually the underdog according to the rankings as Lutheran came in at 10 and Pattonsburg was unranked. I think they were the 11th spot, though. So they were right outside the top 10. And they're up to the top 10 this week at the 10th spot. Um, other games, Stewartsville Osborne beating Platte Valley 40-16. to No big surprise there. Platte Valley is very banged up and just tough for them to kind of stay healthy right now and just overwhelmed by... A Stewartsville Osborne team, I think, is okay. They got DeCab this week, so they can end the year with three wins over Platte Valley, DeCab, Northwest Nottoway. So, a decent year there for Stewartsville Osborne. Platte Valley got that win versus Rockport earlier this year, then 
injury just hit them like a semi-truck. Um, on the next one, Bramer, Santa Fe. Santa Fe, first win as an eight-man program. Congrats to the Chiefs, 48-20 to over Bramer. Uh, Bramer's woes continue. They're going to finish a third straight year in a row at winless. They got North Shelby uh, this Friday. They're opting out of the playoffs. So Bramer is going to finish winless again. Uh, but I think they made some improvements this year. I think I think they're starting to improve as a program a little bit going forward. So they aren't as bad as they have been in the past. They just couldn't quite get that elusive victory. Uh, Albany versus King City. Talked about that one earlier. Uh, Bishop LeBlanc, 37-24 to win over Schuyler County. Um, game they were up 37-8, to I think, at one point. So Schuyler had a couple of late touchdowns, made the game look closer. But LeBlanc... Uh, winners of three in a row and four of the last five. They're kind of peaking at the right moment here, and they're actually up to the five seed in district number three. Kind of shocked by that, but they keep racking up wins. They got a big game this Friday. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But LeBlanc has really kind of just peaked at the right moment. And Skyler, that first week win versus Keatsville. Uh, since then, they've kind of struggled, hit a, hit a wall. They're playing some tougher opponents. Um, let's see who they've played since then. I mean, you play Pattonsburg, Worth County. Here they play for that. Should be easy. Oh, North Shelby. That's a tough one. Um, Northwest Hughesville, a decent team. Then they got Albany, King City, LeBlanc. I mean, the the schedule of a non-conference team to play that many teams who are from the GRC, it's just, it's just brutal. I mean, it's just brutal there for... Um, Skyler, I mean, they play one, two, three, four of the six GRC teams, and they play the fifth of the six there on uh, this Friday with North Andrews. The only team the GRC they don't play this year would have been. Who did they not play? Stanbury. Stanbury was the only team from the GRC they didn't play. So Skyler County was pretty much an honorary GRC team this year. Um, and they also played Keatsville. North Shelby and LeBlanc, the other independent schools. So, if you're an independent eight man, you got to pick a bunch of GRC teams. That's just going to make your schedule, make your uh, record go down a little bit. So, and I think similar thing with LeBlanc. I mean, they've played as an independent. They played Pattonsburg and North Andrew, a couple of GRC teams to start the year. They've kind of mixed it in a couple teams from Kansas here throughout the schedule as well. So they've been able to um, kind of spread out a little bit more instead of just playing just GRC teams, which is just brutal. Kind of for your schedule as the year goes on. Um, but Scott, they'll figure those things out. They got some young talent. They got some good size. It's just, you can take a year or so to get used to the talent there at the eight man level. And, um, who they got this week. It shouldn't be the hard to see Skylar County on my thing with her. Oh, North Andrew. Sorry. So tough game this week again for Skylar. Um, up next, liberal Appleton city, big win there for liberal 58 to 14 liberal. They're rolling right now. What are they six and two on the year now? Uh, five and two, according to Mitchell, they beat pleasant hope kind of like Hughesville. And right now, they're just barely the four seed in their district. They're right in the heels of Northwest Hughesville and Liberal. They got a Red Shell team who's talented but has underachieved this year, while Hughesville has to go to LeBlanc. So things can really switch up here in the um, rankings a bit. So we'll see what happens there. Osceola got their first win of the year, beat Yates Center, Kansas, by 50, 70 to 20. Uh, Yates, can't, Yates Center must be just terrible. I'm sorry, Osceola is not a very good team. They beat them by 50. It must be just – I think he has two wins in Kansas, too. There's some bad eight-man Kansas teams out there. Uh, then there was five teams who didn't play. Norburn Harden Central, Northwest Hughesville, Rich Hill, Rockport, and South Holt. Not a way Holt. 
Um, I believe Hughesville, Rich Hill, and Rockwell all had COVID issues, and then Norman Harden Central and South Altanami Holes just couldn't either either couldn't find a team or it was too late in the week for them to pick up each other kind of deal. And that game wouldn't have been really that close anyways. There's a little bit of talent discrepancy there. So that's week eight, just kind of a nutshell. Uh, oh, one last game. The Monday night football game, of course. Not Bill's Chiefs, but Keatsville, Concordia. Concordia with a big win there, 64-14. to um, Good win for Concordia. Their first true win of the year. They got the forfeit versus Drexel. But as I talked to Coach J.K. after the game, it was the first time they came off the field and were winners kind of deal. And they got to play Archie this next week, so a tough game. They kind of bounced back there. Uh, Keatsville, they got Norbert Harden and Central this upcoming week, so I'm guessing they're going to get in the year win list. But Keatsville, uh, credit their kids for battling their late. Uh, it's tough when you're in a season like this, only 11 or 12 kids, I think, dressed there on Monday night um, to keep battling. And I'll give, I think it was Isaac Zonin, Zoner, uh, I think that's running back's name. The kid runs hard. I mean, I think he's a senior. He runs hard. Um, give him credit for that, for the effort they kind of put in there late in that game to get a couple of scores late and just, you love seeing the effort there, even if you're down big, the then the fight back a little bit and get a, get some success going forward. It's all about building a program there, and it's not so much wins and losses right now for them. It's about baby steps and building something for next year kind of deal for the Thunder, which I think, by the way, is a terrific mascot. And thank you to Coach Gundy and to Coach JK for the hats, um, bringing my collection up going forward. Um, we'll talk about the media poll real quick, and then I'll go into – take a break and then talk about the week nine games um rankings this week north andrew one receiving six of the eight first place votes north southwest livingston at two receiving two first place votes one of them from moi drexel and stanbury tied for the third spot north shelby at five south holt nami holt drops to six archie at seven ea drops to eight mound city nine pattensburg up to number 10 albany and worth county both receiving votes and just barely behind pattensburg for that 10th spot uh, total points there, Pattonsburg 6, Albany 5, Worth County 4. So they're all right there and primed to be ranked. And things can change a lot this week because, first, first of all, Albany plays Pattonsburg. And number two, Worth County plays a really good Stanbury team. So we'll see what kind of happens with those teams going forward. Um, but for me personally, I had Livingston 1, North Andrew 2, Drexel 3. I have South Holt Nolly Hold my fourth best team in the state. Um, I believe I have Stanbury 5. EA6, North Shelby 7, Archie 8, I believe, is my top 8. And then I have Albany and Pattonsburg for my final two teams at 9 and 10 in this week's ranking. I thought about Worth County. I thought about Mountain City. Mountain City is just kind of a weird case, I said before. Their injuries right now, the way they're currently constructed and currently playing, they're not a top 10 team. If you look, if they have all their kids back, they're absolutely a top 5 team. It's just one of those deals where you can't lose that many kids. It's just that, it's just that simple for me. Uh, for their ranking for me this week. And I wanted to give Albany and Pattonsburg some love for this week's poll. Um, so, yeah, that's what we have. Because, honestly, I could have put Worth County at 10, and then you would have had three teams tied at 10 there, and that just been a mess. No one wants that. I didn't do – I didn't – I don't manipulate the poll like that. But I'm saying I, I thought about putting Worth County at 10 instead of Pattonsburg. But I gave Pattonsburg the love for beating Lutheran. Can't really t- drop them. They were in my rankings – they were right outside the rankings last week. Just had a Worth County. Just kind of the way I roll. I just put Pattonsburg in there. So that's it. We only have one more ranking. We'll have come out next week, and then we'll have the playoffs, of course. Um, and we will not have any more media rankings until after the postseason is over. So it's one of those deals we're not going to keep ranking them after the first week where 
only one ranked matchup happens, probably like Albany Worth County. And it's like, well, they're both kind of top 10 teams. Whoever wins is going to be the 10th spot. We're not going to do that going forward. We're just going to, hey, these are our top 10 teams throughout the playoffs. And that's how we're just going to roll it. I'm going to next week. I'm going to take a quick break, get a drink of water when I come back. The week nine action and how these games will affect district play coming up next. All right, let's dig into week nine now. We'll just kind of go by the ranked teams from one to ten and kind of go on from there. Uh, starting with Skylar County at number one, North Andrew. Uh, just give me North Andrew here. Not a whole lot of time to spend on that one. Southwest Livingston, number two in the state at King City. This game is very interesting. I talked about it in the Cliff Notes podcast with Anthony Crane and Clifton. Um, it's very interesting in this one. I think King City can cause some problems for Southwest in this one just because of the how big they are up front and their kind of their physicality. Now, this is the most physical team Southwest has played since week two when they played South Holt, not away Holt. So it's been a while since they played a team this physical. Um, I'd say probably Mount City and Jasper have been the only two that's been coming even close to a physical team they've played since then. Um, so we'll kind of see how they kind of handle that a little bit. It's just a little bit different type of game that they haven't had to play here recently. Um, as I'm watching the Dodgers-Rays game, a fan just made a heck of a catch. It's good seeing the fans in the stands there. Uh, good catch, fan. Dodgers down by three right now, sixth inning. So you can kind of tell what time I'm recording this podcast here uh, for you guys. But I think the Southwest is too explosive for King City. King City, I think, is going to make too many mistakes. It's a very senior-laden team versus a team with a lot of sophomores and juniors playing for King City. Uh, so give me Southwest in this one. I think fairly comfortable. I think they're going to be able to pull away a little bit in this one. But we'll see. King City's given some teams in the GRC some trouble this year, so they might be able to stick around a little bit. And they both these men are well-coached. So Magruder's not going to take these guys lightly, and Breckenridge will have the Wildcats with a K ready to play the Wildcats, who are spelled normally. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that King City spells theirs with a K with Wildcats. It's very weird, but they really do. It's kind of unique. Um, okay, next up, KC East Christian at Drexel. Drexel's going to win this one. KC East Christian has a little bit of speed there, but Drexel has enough speed on defense to match it a little bit. and get, It shouldn't be much of a game there. Uh, up next, Worth County at number three, Stanberry. Worth County getting some votes this week. Um... This is a game I think is going to be the style that's going to determine a lot of it. If this is a high-scoring game, I absolutely give the advantage to King, to Worth County. If it's a lower-scoring game, I think Stanbury can play that in kind of the more efficient, low-scoring, make the stops they need to make and stuff like that. So we'll kind of see how it goes there. Um, very interesting how that game kind of works itself out. Two teams who don't like each other, and the game's always pretty competitive. Um, even if the team is one's a little more talented than the other, it's always a good game. And we've seen in the past where maybe the year that Worth County won their last state championship, or they went to the state title game, I guess. Um, they actually lost to Stanberry, I believe, last week of the regular season, came back later, Beeman Districts. I think something could happen similar here where maybe Stanberry loses to him here, comes back, plays him in districts, and beat him there. So I think it could be one of those kind of ordeals here. I think it's going to be a very good football game. Both teams get up for this one. There's going to be no letdown, I don't believe, here. So should be a good one. I'm going to take Stanberry in a very close game. I think Stanberry um, is just more used to winning these close games. They did it versus North Shelby and EA, who I think are both better than Worth County. So give me Stanberry in a very close football game over Worth County. Northwest Nottoway at South Holt Nottoway Holt. Spartans should win this one fairly convincingly. 
Northwest has done some nice things this year, just they don't have the horses to run with the Spartans. Uh, number five, North Shelby at Bramer. Give me North Shelby. Just they're just too talented for a Bramer team that's improving, but still hasn't figured out a way to win this year. Uh, Concordia at Archie. Give me Archie, number seventeen, the state to uh, win pretty convincingly there. Um, Platte Valley at number eight, East Atchison. Uh, Platte Valley just still too banged up. EA uh, will probably suffocate them on defense. So give me East Atchison to win that one. Rockport at Mound City. This game is very interesting to me just because of how Mound City is constructed right now. Um, but I just don't think Rockport's still going to be able to stop them that much. I don't think Rockport's defense has been very good as of late. Um, and they've been out the last two weeks. So I think there'll be a little bit of rust coming in here. And uh, I think they might be getting a little healthier. They couldn't stop King City. Um, I just don't think Rockport is really that great. Um, I think Mountain City is still figuring some things out. If this is the time Rockport's going to get him, it'd be this week, just because Mountain City is kind of down right now talent-wise uh, due to injuries and quarantine and stuff like that. But I just think, as of right now, I'm taking Mountain City to beat Rockport um, in this one. Up next, Albany at number 10, Pattonsburg. I'm going to go with the Road Warriors here with the Albany Warriors. I think they're just a little more complete on both sides of the ball. Pattonsburg has the better offense, but they also have a much worse defense. Give me Albany here um, in this one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so a lot of factors can – Pattonsburg plays some games where they can get up on you or they can get down real fast, and then they just kind of stick around and keep within 20 points the rest of the game. It's just kind of how they play. This game's going to go on. Probably be the last game being played there on Friday night. Should be a lot of fun to see how it works out. Those two teams, I just think Albany, I probably Albany by two scores is where I'm going to put it out right now. I think it's going to be a very good football game. And Pattonsburg can score with the best of them. So if they could win this game very easily, not counting the Panthers out in this one at all, just give me Albany. I think they're peaking at the right time going into the playoffs. Uh, DeCab at Stewart Osborne, give me Stewart Osborne. Uh, Keatsville at Norbert Harden Central, give me the Aggies. Northwest Hughesville at LeBlanc. This is the game that I'm going to be at here on Friday. Kind of going back and forth in this one. I think LeBlanc has improved quite a bit. Um, and it's going to be the first time that I'm going to be able to actually see both these teams in person. And I'm going to be over there to LeBlanc. Should be a lot of fun. But, man, it's going to be hard for me picking against Hughesville right now. I think they're a team that everyone's kind of sleeping on. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just read a tweet from Cole Young uh, about Mount City playing Drexel last year. Um, Oof. That was that was a savage tweet, Cole. You have to hit Coach Dean like that. He said, if memory is correct, the only time Mount City played in Bates County, they got short-gamed. I don't actually know who they're talking about. Never mind, maybe wouldn't. Who's in Bates County? I don't even know what schools are in Bates County. See, okay, pause in the podcast real quick for me to do some research because I don't know the counties down there as well. Who's in Bates County? Butler, Rich Hill, Adrian. When's the last time they ever played one of those schools? Was it basketball? One second here. That even, I don't know if that was even my lifetime there. He's going way back. I don't even know who they're talking about. So when would they have played Adrian, Rich Hill, or one of those teams over there? I don't understand. I don't know. Bates County. Hmm. I don't know. Don't know a whole lot about the teams down south when it comes to the history of some of those teams. 
at Mount City, they haven't been in a shortened game that's there for a long time. That was from teams up north in football, and it's probably been since the early 90s if it had been a team down there with no teams down there playing eight-man football. How far back are we going to see Mount City get 45 in a game? In a shortened game. I'll do some research. Maybe I'll tweet back at me during this podcast. Um, okay, despite the distraction, where was I at? Oh, Hughesville versus LeBlond. Um Give me Hughesville in this one. I think they're a team, as I said before, that people are kind of forgot about. They've kind of been an afterthought in the past four or five years for them. But they are co-op with Sacred Heart, who back in 2017 made the state championship game, lost to Worth County. They were the second-best team in the state that year. They had beat North Andrew in a regular season game, kind of whooped up on them a little bit. They played Worth County, their toughest game all year. They were by far the second-best team in that state, state that year. Worth County was much better than everybody else, but that's beside the point. But Northwest Hughesville, if you kind of look at their schedule, they beat up on Bramer. They lost to North Shelby, but they gave them some problems early, had some injuries, and that game got away from them. But from what I heard, they played North Shelby pretty tough. Uh, beat Keatsville. They beat Keatsville twice now. They beat Skyler. They beat Pleasant Hope. So they've, their wins aren't overly impressive, but they've had a couple of games. The St. Paul Lutheran game, Lutheran got COVID. And last week versus Norman Harden Central, Hughesville got COVID. So it's one of those deals where there are two games against CRC opponents that I really wanted to see them play this year. Both got nullified due to COVID reasons. And I think they might have won both of those games. So it's one of those deals where I can't really tell how good they are. That's why I really want to see them in person. Um, I know they've been asking me to go to their games here the last couple of weeks and wanted me to kind of see them play. I'm, they're coming into pretty much my backyard. I live in North KC, so LeBlanc's a short trip up I-29 for me to St. Joe. Um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I just think the... Is it Grimstangs, what they kind of call them? The Gremlins, who's Sacred Heart, and the Mustangs for Northwest Youthville, the Grimstangs, um, which is a great little combo, by the way. So it should be a lot of fun. I just think Northwest Youthville has a little bit more than what LeBlanc has this time. Okay, we have to go back to 2001 when they lost to Miami. I was six when that happened. I don't know if that even counts. <laughs> I mean, that was such a long time ago. Let me go back here and look at the history here. Man, that was a long time ago. I was was Coach Dean still in high school at that point <laughs> for Miami? Um, sorry, if I can get this page to load real quick. But thank you, Cole, for helping me get this content in the middle of my podcast. And, uh, but, yeah, very interesting there to see. That was 19 years ago. I was six. Okay, but yeah, Northwest Hughesville. Uh, last few games, Ridge Hill at Liberal. I Give me Liberal. I think they're playing well at this point. Ridge Hill has struggled versus good teams. Um, Ridge Hill has been one of the biggest disappointments for me this year, kind of going forward uh, in this season. Osceola at St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, give me St. Paul Lutheran. They get back on the winning ways here after losses to Drexel and Pattonsburg. But I think they get back to the winning ways here. 2001. Then Worth County beat that Miami team. It's been pretty good because they only lost to Worth County by eight in the state championship game. So, huh. That was part of Worth County's back-to-back championships to start the century with Chuck Borey. They beat Mountain City and Miami in back-to-back years. Yeah, but 1999, Mountain City, Terry Peterson beat North Andrew by two in the state championship game. Um, now coach of the South Holt Nile Spartans, Josh Peterson was a junior that year. Um and they beat North Andrew for the state championship game. So he's trying to get back to there for the first time in a while. So that's kind of what's going on there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of Worth County Mountain Cities, though. But, hey, 
The team that's farthest south to win a state title is DeKalb. That was back in 2002. So, not a whole lot of teams there, and then no team east of Worth County. So, something to think about since 1988 for the state championship. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's a there's your nugget for today. Uh, thank you, Cole Young, for that. Yeah, but St. Paul Lutheran versus Osceola, just, first of all, Osceola is going to run the spread. They're just not going to run the spread as well as um, Pattonsburg or even Concordia does at this point. So, give me Lutheran to get a win here. Uh, they get back in the winning ways. They win over Osceola. Uh, Jasper at Santa Fe. Give me Jasper. Um, Santa Fe, I think they're getting on the right track. Jasper's just more talented at this point. Um, Appleton City is kind of still looking for a game. As far as I know, Oric is out for quarantine until the 30th. Um, so their first district game will actually have to be played on a Saturday for them to be able to play. I think Mitchell will let them happen. We'll let that happen kind of going forward. So that's my picks for this week. Um, district standings now. Let's start with district number one. We'll start in the south. Drexel, the number one ranked scoring defense. There you go, Coach Dean. In the state, they're ranked number one right there, and they've they've clinched the one seed. Even if they were somehow to lose this week to KC's Christian, Archie could pass them in points, but still the head-to-head would flip Drexel to the one seed. So they're going to be the number one seed in district number one. Archie will be the number one, number two seed. That three seed is up for grabs. Right now I'm seeing Northwest Hughesville at 38.4 points and Liberal at 38.32. So not even a tenth of a point separate those two teams. I said earlier, Liberal has Rich Hill and Northwest Hughesville has um, LeBlanc. So if they both win, Hughesville should have the points to stay ahead there. If they both lose, I think Northwest Hughesville still stays ahead, but it's it's very interesting. Um, And then... Both teams are pretty much locked in to where they're at right now. They're not going to fall below the four seed because I don't think Rich Hill had enough points to jump Jasper for the five to bump Liberal down. So they're going to be the three and the four. And then it gets real. If Liberal wins and Northwest Hughesville loses, then Liberal will be your three seed and they'll get another chance at Archie. And Hughes will have to play a Jasper team that's very interesting and then have to play a Drexel team that's very good and the best team in that district, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Rich Hill, they're at the f- sixth seed right now. I'm sorry, Jasper's the five. Jasper's pretty much locked into that five spot. They've already beat Rich Hill. They lost to the Liberal. They're not going to be able to flip anywhere there, so they're going to stay at the five. Rich Hill, they're going to be the six unless something weird happens. The only way they're not the six is if Osceola beats St. Paul Lutheran and Rich Hill loses the Liberal. Because that's the case, and then Appleton City not playing this week, um, what would happen there – okay, so what would, happen, what would happen there, in my opinion, with the points and everything, Osceola would actually jump Rich Hill and Appleton City both. And since Rich Hill and Osceola didn't get to play this year due to COVID reasons, it would be Osceola at the 6, Rich Hill at the 7, Appleton City at the 8. That scenario is very unlikely, though. So it's probably going to be Rich Hill 6, Appleton City 7, Osceola 8. Um, Rich Hill beat Appleton City, Appleton City beat Osceola. So it's not going to be – there's going to be flips there. So what they're at right now, besides the 3-4 spot, should be pretty much locked in. 1-2 and then 5-8 should be pretty much locked in district number 1. District 2, Southwest Livingston, they win. They're the one seed. If they lose and North Shelby wins, there's only – Two and a half points separating them and North Shelby for that one seed. So it opened the door for possibly North Shelby getting the one seed. 
it would have to be a loss by more than 13 points, in my opinion, for North for Southwest to drop below North Shelby there. So I think Livingston's going to be the one seed there. I don't see them losing to King City. If they did lose to King City, things get very interesting there to see who gets the one seed in that district. Uh, St. Paul Lutheran, they're pretty much going to be the three seed. Uh, I think they're going to beat Osceola. They're going to pretty much lock into that spot. Norbert Harden Central, they have they have Keatsville this week. They're going to win that. They should stay there in that four spot. If Norbert wins and St. Paul loses to Osceola, that might be enough for St. Paul Lutheran to drop below them in the rankings. I don't expect it, though. Uh, so I think they're going to pretty much stay at three and four. Concordia, they're pretty much slotted into the five spot, even with a loss to Archie. They should be the five. If they, if they upset Archie, then maybe they could bump up to the four spot with enough points there. I don't think they would be able to bump over Norbert Harden Central, but that also would take a monumental upset by Concordia. Uh, Santa Fe, they should stay at the six because I don't think Skyler's going to be North Andrew. So it should be kind of the way it sets right there. It's pretty much set in district number two. One and two could, depending on what happens with North Southwest Livingston, but I don't expect them to lose at King City. Okay, sorry, I was reading Twitter. Magruder and Anthony and Coach Dean are all in my mentions again when I'm doing a podcast. It, it never fails. Every time I do my podcast or something on Twitter, and they're always talking to each other on there. Uh, we've given Southwest some bulletin board material. If they drop down by 20, they're going to lose to King City. So post those boards up on the in the locker room, Coach Magruder. You're welcome. Okay, anyways. District number three. One and two are solidified. North Andrews going to be the one. Southland Holly Holt will be the two. Seven and eight are solidified. It's going to be Stewartsville, Osborne, and DeCab. Unless DeCab upsets Stewartsville, then they would flip spots. But don't expect that to happen. It's three through six. It's very interesting. Oric is going to be neutral this week. No game. They're going to be – right now, Oric is the four seed. They are 1.3 points behind Pattonsburg for the three seed. I think it's at this point, um, if – Pattonsburg beats Albany, they're going to be the three seed. If they lose to Albany, they will be the four, and Oric will climb to the three. Bishop LeBlonde and King City are separated by .4, pretty much, points in the district standings. King City, I think they're going to lose to Livingston. If they do beat Livingston, they should, even if LeBlonde wins, I think they would surpass LeBlonde due to a win versus a really, really good team. They would pass them in points, um, just barely, and be that five seed. And then LeBlanc, they need a win. They need to beat Hughesville to have any chance of that five seed right now. If they both win, I think King City would get it. If they both lose, I think LeBlanc has a chance to stay at that five spot. So if you're LeBlanc, you're rooting for the Wildcats that are spelled correctly. And if you are um, – and I think right now if you're either Pattonsburg or Oric. Depending on where King City's at, it kind of depends on where you want to be at. Because I don't think you want to play King City in the first round. I think you would rather play LeBlanc team in that first round. Um, as it's currently constructed right now with the three, four, five, six, I like. I think there's more interesting storylines the way it is right now. Because you'd have Pattonsburg, King City, and a rematch. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And then you have the four, five of LeBlanc going to Oric and their former coach Eric Fairchild. I think that would be. A great storyline. It would be a lot of fun to see those kind of happens. Um, otherwise, the next most common thing you would see possibly is, and that would be 3-6-4-5. It could be flipped. If, say, if Pattonsburg loses and King City um, somehow jumps LeBlanc for that five spot, 
you would have Pattonsburg, King City at the 4-5 and five with the winner playing North Andrew. That's brutal for either one of those teams. And then you would have 3 Oric versus 6 LeBlonde with the winner playing South Holt Navajo most likely. And if you're South Holt Navajo, that's the situation you're looking for. You want Oric to be the 3 seed and you want LeBlonde to be the 6. That way you either play a LeBlonde team who you would probably beat or an Oric team who you would match up with really well. So I think if you're South Holt Navajo, you'd rather see one of those teams. I think South Holt Navajo would be okay with seeing King City in the second round just because I think they match up pretty well with King City. I don't think they want to see Pattonsburg because that would be a shootout because they can't stop the pass. Pattonsburg would be able to stop them on the ground. It would be a very weird game and weird things happen in weird playoff games. So we'll see what happens there. A lot can happen that three through six. It kind of throws everything into a mess. Um, I think if you're Pattonsburg, you want to stay at that three spot, even if it's King City in the first round. Because um, I'd rather play South Holt Navi Holt in the second round than play North Andrew again early. So that's kind of where I'm at with everything. Um, and then district number four. This one's kind of interesting to me. I, I've thought of some doomsday situations here that could really throw this district into a, just a giant heap of mess. And I kind of love it. So let's go through this real quick. Most likely what's going to happen. Play Stanbury wins. EA wins. Mound City wins. Albany wins. What would happen there? You would have Stanbury the one. EA two. Mound City three. Albany would jump Worth County due to points. But Worth County would flip over them with a head-to-head win, so it would still be Worth County 4, Albany 5, Rockport 6, Northwest Snowway 7, and Platte Valley 8. 7 and 8 are pretty much going to stay the way they are. they got to play South Holt, Holt, and Yay this week. They're going to stay where they're at. But things get very, very interesting in this situation. Worth County, they beat Stanbury by more, Stanbury by more than 13. EA wins. Mound City wins. So Rockport's going to stay at the 6th in this situation. So Worth County wins. Albany beats um, Pattonsburg in this situation. Just say that for that example, for this example. That might be enough in this situation to drop Stanbury down from 1 to 3 points-wise below EA and Mound City. If that's the case, it would be EA 1. Mound City 2, Stanbury th- down to the 4 spot, actually, because they would flip head-to-head with Worth County, and Worth County would go to the 3. So there is a situation, I just not thought of this, um, where it would be Stanbury could fall from 1 to 4 this week if just the weirdest thing happens. If Worth County beats them and Mound City and EA catch them in points, they kind of go. If Mound City does not catch Stanbury in points, though, the lowest Stanbury, can, Stanbury will stay at the 1 seed. So... For example, this can get very in the weeds here, but we're going to do it anyways. Stanbury loses, EA wins, Mound City loses, Worth County wins, Albany wins, and Rockport wins. In this situation, um, so say we are here, so Worth County beat Stanbury, but Mound City loses. Stanbury would fall behind EA in points, but they went the head-to-head, so Stanbury would be the one, EA the two. I think Worth County would might catch Mound City in points there and pass them for the four. But I don't know if Albany can as well. But Albany could move up to the – probably stay at five. Maybe they move to four. And if that's the case, Mound City could follow themselves drop all the way to six if they get caught in points by Worth County and Albany. They could fall from three 
to five and get flipped by Rockport for the six. And then you would see a Mound City team have to go to a Worth County in the first round of districts, which is not what they want to do um, at all. You have Rockport going to Albany, which Albany, I think, would enjoy that um, kind of going forward. Uh, but say if Albany loses the Patton's situation, Mound City would stay at the five. We'll say at the yeah, we'll say at the five. Play at the four, I guess. So Worth County would pass them for the three. Mount City at the four would host Albany due to head to head. Oh wait, I my mistake. One second, wind back up. I mistake. I forgot Mount City played Albany. So even if Albany passes Mount City in points, Mount City's head to head with them would kick into effect before the head to head with Rockport. So lowest Mount City could drop to is four in the situation. They cannot fall behind Albany. That's my mistake. But then they may be hosting Albany in the first round. And a depleted Mount City team does not want to play Albany in the first round. Rockport, they're kind of stuck at that sixth seed unless they somehow upset hmm, the situation. I'm thinking way too hard about this. Um, say EA, Worth County, and Rockport win. Albany loses. Rockport passes Albany for the five spot in the situation. Mount City would surpass... With Worth County was past Mound City for the three. Stanbury A will stay at one and two. And then you would actually have Mound City going to Rockport in the first round of District for a rematch. The way I see that, and Albany would follow the three for the sixth seed, and they would go to Worth County. So it'd be the same matchups, just kind of in a different order, and who's playing at where would change a little bit. But as you can see, the things can get very messy here, and they're all within a couple of points of each other. I think the craziest thing would be to see Stanbury drop from one to four. That would be the craziest thing I could see there. If EA, Mound City, and Worth County all win, um, kind of going forward there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but most likely, Stanbury beats Worth County, stays at that one seed, um, kind of going forward. So yeah, that's what's going to happen this week. A lot can happen. Um, we'll see it all kind of sort out as of right now, which is late Wednesday night. Uh, just the one game, Appleton City Oric, was canceled. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Hopefully I read that game just played this weekend because a lot of these games matter for district seating. I can't wait for the cat and mouse game that kind of happens there. Then after that, it's playoff time. And it doesn't matter where you're at, where you're playing. you got to play the teams in front of you to get to win a state championship. And I think there's two teams in District 1 to win a state championship and all in Drexel and Archie if Archie's healthy. There's two teams in District 2 with North Shelby and Southwest Livingston. I think there's two state contenders in District Number Three with North Andrew and South Holt Nawi Holt, and District Four. I think there are five teams if healthy who could win that district, but I think Stanbury and maybe a really healthy Worth County team. I'm not sure if Mount City is gonna be healthy enough to win a district championship because of weather injuries. If they're if they're fully healthy, Mount City can absolutely win a state championship. I don't know if they'll get to that point, but Stanbury and Worth County. I think we have the best chance. I think EA defensively could, but offensively I don't trust them, and Albany could get hot. So I don't know if any of those teams actually win a state championship because they all kind of have a flaw somewhere in there um, going forward. But there's plenty of teams in there. So you'd have two, four, six, eleven teams, I think, of the 33. would actually, If you told me, like, hey, Albany made a run and they played North Andrew in the, district, in the state semifinals, I'd be like, well, they almost beat them by four earlier this year, and they'd be hosting them this time. That could be very interesting. Or 
Well, Worth County, they were able to beat Albany. They upset Stanbury in the rematch, and they beat East Atchison for a state cha- for the state district championship. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Or, like, you know what? EA, they did their thing. They beat Mountain City. They went and they played Stanbury again. This time they beat them. Well, that makes sense to me, too. So, so many things could happen in District Number 4, which is why I think it's the deepest and best district. Uh, I think District 3 has the most likely to have a state championship team come out of it, though. I think whoever wins District 3 wins and goes to the state championship game. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Oof. The other side would be very interesting. I might go to the other side for the semifinal, whether it's Drexler or Archie playing Southwest or North Shelby. Uh, I think it could be a, a lot a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So we'll see what happens there. You guys have a good one. Uh, thank you for enjoying the podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Mo 8 Man Football on Facebook and Twitter. Devin Albertson on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.